Hello, and today I am with John Dewey, and we are going to be talking about his theories, and yeah, so John Dewey, tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, and thank you for having me here. So yeah, my name is John Dewey. Um, I was born in Burlington, Vermont in 1859. Um, My family actually farms in Vermont for three generations. Um, I attended the University of Vermont. That's where I studied philosophy. And then in 1884, I received a PhD at John Hopkins University, which led me to a teaching position at the University of Michigan. While working at the University of Michigan, I actually became friends with one of my students, Alice Chipman, and we got married in 1886. It was actually the influence of my wife that brought me to study education. Um, My wife was interested in social problems and the relationship of social problems to education. Her interest was, you would say her interest was very contagious. And then after a while, me and her were working together to determine the best ways to support the education of children in America. After um, eight years of working and living in Michigan, we then moved to Chicago, where I got a position teaching philosophy at the University of Chicago. I actually found this teaching position better because then I could blend the teaching of philosophy with both psychology and educational theory. That's really great. It seems like you guys were really made for each other. Um, so, Dewey, do you think you could talk a bit about your theories? Yes, um, I'm actually only going to tell you five from my book called My Pedagogic Creed that I published in 1897. So, the first theory is true education comes to the stimulation of the child's powers by the demands of the social situations in which he finds himself. Um, This basically means that children learn best when they interact with other people, working side by side and cooperatively with peers and adults. Dewey, by other people, I'm so sorry to interrupt, do you mean just teachers and parents or everyone in the child's life? Um, Definitely everyone in the child's life. Everyone, even though it may not seem like it, plays a a role in that child's life. So I would say everyone. Okay, yeah, interesting. That's a very good take on that. So my second theory that I'm going to tell you today on this podcast is that the child's own instincts and powers furnish the material and give the starting point for all education. Basically, children's interests form the basis for curriculum planning. I believe that the interest and backgrounds of each child and group must be considered when teachers plan learning experiences. By you saying that the interest and background of each child, do you mean their culture or how quickly they developed as a baby or toddler? This is a very confusing question because I just, I say just take what resonates with you if that makes any sense. Because of course, the child's culture is a very big part, obviously. But then also the the way that they were developed, that makes it sound inhumane. The way that their brains developed, that's a better wording, is also a big part. 
okay, yeah, that makes total sense. Because when I was reading them, I was like, is he meaning the culture or the way that their brains developed? So thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay, so the third the third theory that I'm going to talk about, it's a total of five, sorry, it's like dragging on. But the third theory that I'm going to talk about is this. I believe that education, therefore, is a process of living and not preparation for future living. Well, yeah, okay. What I meant to see with this is that education is a part of life. Um, as long as people are living and alive, they are learning. Education should address what the person needs to know at the time, not prepare them for the future, if that makes any sense. Um, I believe that the curriculum should grow out of a real home, work, and other life situations. No, that makes total sense. Um, do you think that adults keep developing mentally, if that question makes sense? Oh, yeah, that's an amazing question. Um, as I said, I believe that as long as people are alive, they are learning, and while they're learning, they are developing. So, short answer is yes. I still believe that adults keep developing mentally. I'm going to be talking about is that the school life should grow gradually out of the home life. It is the business of the school to deepen and extend the child's sense of values bound up in his home life. By this, are you saying that if a child grows up in a less fortunate place than other kids, we should cater to them specially? Or, or are you just saying that they might not be as developed as the other kids are? No, I that's a tricky question. I, um, I believe that teachers must be sensitive to the values and needs of families, of course. Um, also the values and cultures of families and communities should be reflected and deepened by what happens at school. So I don't want to say yes, because I don't want to seem sure. Yes, actually. Yes. Yeah, that's very interesting. The last theory that I'm going to be talking about is that the teacher is engaged not simply in the training of the individuals but in the formation of the proper social life and that sounds a bit confusing so I believe that the teachers don't only teach the subject matter but they also teach how to live in society so I just it's confusing I thought that teachers don't only teach individual children but they shape society, if that makes any sense. Makes total sense. Um, how do you feel about schools having classes to help in real life situations? Because you said that they don't only teach subject matter, but also teach how to live in society. And with these classes, I I personally think that it's helping shape society, how you said in your theory. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's actually like extending just subject matter. So this means that teachers are really shaping society in a way. Just how I, I say, I say that teachers need to trust their knowledge and experience and use both to provide an appropriate activities and nurture inquiry and dispositions for learning in the children they work with. So yeah, I think that schools having classes to help with real life problems is amazing.
it's very interesting. And that what you said about the teachers providing experience and their knowledge is very interesting and very eye-opening because now that you say that, I look back and I see how teachers did do that. So, um, John Zui, thank you again for being here. It was very, very fun, I would say. And thank you for answering all these questions. I hope to talk to you again sometime. But, yeah, I hope you have a good one. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. Um, It was a pleasure to be here. Okay, folks, and that's it on today's podcast. Stay tuned for Montessori because we have her coming up next. Thank you again to John Dewey and I will see you guys in a minute.